Now, News Talk Radio, CJAD 800 gives you Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner. This is your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. Welcome to Solo in the City on CJAD 800. I'm your co-host, Dan Delmar, and it's my pleasure to introduce your host, the founder of TV, Montreal socialista Cheryl Besner. Good evening, Cheryl. Hey, Dan. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm really excited about today's topic. Pretty racy show we have planned. I know. I know. Polyamory is coming up. Mm-hmm. I know. So I, what is polyamory? I mean, let, let's should we just start by defining polyamorous well, dating? if you want to, uh, no problem, and and it's interesting because I learned a lot about you know polyamory going into the show and and talking with the people that we're going to have on. Mm-hmm. And the misconception is that a lot of people mix it up with uh, open relationships or swingers. It's not polygamy. Polygamy. Yeah, not there, the same thing. There you go. No, no, no. This is really based on let's say three people, sometimes more, who are in committed relationships. And the philosophy behind it is, well, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Have you ever met a woman? that possesses every quality you want in a partner? Ooh, that's a tough question. Um, no one's perfect, so probably not. Okay, I mean, there right? you go. So their whole belief is really, I mean, there is a, there is a statement, a, a phrase that people always say is like, you know, you're not going to find everybody um, possesses everything you want in somebody, so find somebody that has the most of the qualifications and not not qualifications I shouldn't say that most of the the characteristics you want in a partner well they believe why not have everything and get two people or possibly more and together you build a committed relationship that works for everybody giving everybody what they need within that so, so that's where you get polyamorous poly meaning many and amorous amor love so now, I mean, we'll ask our guests all this, but it can come in many forms, right? I mean, you can be uh, in, in a polyamorous relationship where the three people are dating each other. You can have a, a committed couple that date other people separately. There's all kinds of different... Well, there there are many different, but normally it does it does include three people or more that are committed to each other. And interesting, it's not always about sex. Sometimes that third person is bringing something to the relationship that is totally non-sexual. Hmm. So, you know, there's a lot going on. And... Well, I I found it very interesting and enlightening. I I always love learning and really understanding, and that's the difference. Some people are making judgments on this kind of lifestyle before they actually understand all the dynamics that go into it. What do you think about polyamory? Is this something that uh, that should be an option, you think, for the modern dater? Well, interesting is when I talked to Natalia Garcia, who's going to be coming on the show shortly, um, and we'll get into her background after, what was interesting is... She really discusses the fact that it's more of an orientation and not necessarily always something that is a decision. You know, sometimes we just are born with an orientation that we need everything in our life and why not get it from multiple people and keep it all together. And again, these people are in very committed relationships. Hmm. So I, I don't know. I, I What do I think about it? I think to each his own. I think that one of the things, and we will discuss this, you have to be really secure. Yeah. You do. You have to be really, really secure within yourself first, and then within your relationship. And especially, normally it starts with a couple who bring in 
another person. So that couple has to be strong. And we're going to see that actually later on, even on our panel, because people coming onto the show, they have multiple different backgrounds in the relationships that they've brought into their their lifestyle. So kind of cool. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk, uh, we'll chat with uh, Natalia Garcia. She's the uh, creator producer of uh, a Showtime documentary series called Polyamory Married and Dating. Yeah, well, you can see it actually on Crave TV. And uh, we'll also have a, uh, a panel, which will uh, be comprised of a couple of people who are in that community. Yeah, exactly. But in the meantime, okay, we kind of glossed over everything. And I know that you're dying to get here. We just had the elections. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, I can't believe you didn't bring this up right away, especially after <laughs> last week's show. We had a great panel talking about wow, what a the show last politics yeah. of love and dating. So cool. Um, it's, yeah. it's online, by the way, along with uh, the extra the extra panel. Right, uh, and, and let's talk about it. I yeah. mean, we had a great show last week. We had uh, Lord Conrad Black on our show. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really enlightened us on many different levels, including you, where he told you no talking politics on he the first did. day. Yeah. Noted and, Lord Black, thank you. <laughs> and interesting enough, though, our two other panelists, we had the Honorable Marlene Jennings. Mm-hmm. She agreed with Conrad. Yep. Yet... Barbara Kay. Barbara Kay was a dissenting She was like, no, she was with you. She was like, no, get it out of the way on the first date. So there was two against one, and my vote counts as three, I Hmm. decided. You know. <laughs> so I have to go against Barbara on this one. And uh, and it was a really interesting panel. So we have that little echo. I think we did about 10 minutes more that was not heard on CJAD 800. And you can find uh, that really, really edgy and interesting panel uh, on solointhecity.tv. And uh, Barbara talks about her love life and Marlene and about hers and Lord Black about about his partner, Barbara Emiel, and how they have those those kind of heated political conversations. What you can wake up to and talk about in the morning and can it work and, you know, can two people be in a relationship, you know, that goes back to can opposites attract not only can they attract but can they live together mm-hmm. and and we have a result in we yeah. have the liberals justin trudeau did you see that photo of justin trudeau bending over uh, sort of on the on the podium and uh, and embracing his mom no but was, we did interview her i mean yeah. remember that uh, that was great also people can go back and listen to that interview i was lucky enough to sit down with her and talk about different things that she does in her life including how she feels about dating relating and mating there's this beautiful shot of Justin Trudeau embracing his mom, Margaret, uh, uh, right before he was going to speak. And, uh, and yeah, so you, you actually had the opportunity a few months ago to chat with Margaret Trudeau. Yeah. Um, what did you think of her? This is, this is someone who's, who's oh been, uh, I, mean, I mean, she's been such a target in media. She's had a rough, a rough time. She, she was sick for a little bit. That's right. Uh, she's doing better now, um, but certainly a, a, very, a very strong and compassionate woman. Well, she is. And for me, it touched a core because, you know, she has been very vocal about all, all her different um, uh, things that she's lived through and one of them is bipolar and um, my late brother suffered from the same thing so I had actually met her years ago when she spoke at Place des Arts and was very humbled by how she expresses herself so me I, I think I think she should be the first lady <laughs> I mean that woman could rule any country I think I mean she's just a powerhouse and um, you know I, I I'm very I felt very attached to her, and I felt very fortunate to be able to sit down and also tell her how I think that she's touched the lives of many people who who suffer from bipolar. And um, and then, of course, you know, talking about her son and, and family and and uh, and then her viewpoints on relationships and dating yeah. and, and that she has her standards and she sticks to them. And mm-hmm. that's one of the things that I always talk about. 
And, and this this combination of Justin Trudeau and, and Margaret Trudeau as 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 uh, of course the the first mom, I guess, if you will, is, is kind of interesting because uh, because it's the first time in history, right? That it's um, I, I, yeah, I think so, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. And and uh, it's interesting because I think we'll have conversations about mental health and and how you know Margaret Trudeau's relationship, of course, with the late Prime Minister suffered as a result. And uh, and so I think this could be a good thing, not not just politically, but maybe for relationships as well. So it's, it'll be interesting. Well, I I sure hope so. You know, and and when it comes to relationships, I mean, he obviously seems to have a very strong relationship with his beautiful wife mm-hmm. and his kids, and um, it's it's nice to see somebody actually in office who is going in there and has young kids and everything. So yeah, I think I think there's a lot to see. So check out Cheryl's interview with Margaret Trudeau at solointhecity.tv in the blog section there. Um, do you want to get to a couple of quick uh, dating news stories? Yeah, I do, actually. Well, one of them is very interesting for me is um, I was reading about Grammarly and eHarmony. They just did a study on how much grammar means on online dating. And and I have to say from my own personal background, when I went online for the first time, I, I drank vodka. And I had a bunch of different words, you know, names that I wanted to use. And um, I couldn't get the word vodka cocktail as my handle. My, my handle, my profile name. <laughs> so I, I, I spelt it purposely without the K. Well, according to them, if you're male and you have more than two grammar mistakes in your profile, you have 14% less chance of connecting with people. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Anyway, it didn't it didn't disturb my profile at all, but I did get a few people who right away said, "Did you forget the K?" And I was like, "Oh, I must have been having a cocktail <laughs> 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 when I did it." And and then the other one is shh dating. Got it? Mm. No, you don't get it, eh? Poop dating? No, shh. You don't get to talk. This is oh. a new thing that's happening in London. Instead of speed dating, it's People get together, and you walk in there, and you basically introduce yourself, shake hands, and then everything is done by body language. We'll get to polyamory. Coming up on Solo in the City, polyamorous dating with Natalia Garcia. She's the producer-director of Showtime's Polyamory, Married and Dating. This is Solo in the City on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. This is Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. Welcome back to Solo in the City. I'm co-host Dan Delmar with your host and founder of SoloInTheCity.tv, Cheryl Besner. And uh, today's topic is all about polyamorous dating, Cheryl. It's a, it's a saucy episode of Solo in the City. It is a saucy episode. And I, I'm really anxious to get into it and get a little bit more of feedback from you, Dan, because uh, I think you're having a little bit of heebie-jeebies around this conversation. Not heebie-jeebies. Well, uh, I'm not judgmental. I think to, to each their own. But oh, 100%. It's not for me. No, it's not for you. No. Well, you're not sure yet because actually you never tried it. Can't say you, no, something's not for you until you maybe I try suppose. it or or at least look into it or understand all the... I've considered it. Oh, yeah? I mean, I, okay, yeah, so but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. Okay. In the meantime, you know what? I, I do want to get our guest on right away because she is amazing. I talked to her yesterday and um, actually she set me straight on a lot of different things about polyamorous relationships that people might have misconceptions about. So I want to welcome Natalia Garcia. She's the creator, producer, and the director of the documentary series Polyamory, Married and Dating, and it was on Showtime. Welcome to the show, Natalia. 
Hello. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Yeah, well, you know what? I, I, Me too, because as I was saying, you know, a lot of people have misconceptions of it and they mix up the difference. And I, I would like you to explain the difference, for instance, between um, a triad relationship and polyamory versus, let's say, an open relationship or a swing, because you really said it the best. Yes, that, that's definitely um, a common question. And um, the biggest uh, difference between all of them in uh, polyamorous relationships. The premise is radical honesty and uh, commit commitment. Um, all the adults in the relationship are consensual. They're all aware and they all agree. In an open relationship, you, you, you can decide to have an open relationship with your partner, but it's not always, um, not everything's on board. For example, some people have a don't ask, don't tell policy. Um, or maybe they are dating someone and that partner never meets their primary. Um, and swingers, you know, swingers are very much, they're very monogamous with their love, but they're not monogamous with their sex in that they, they view it almost as a team sport. They like to go out and have sex with other people. Usually they do it together. Um, and then when they leave, they, they want to leave and uh, together. They don't, they're not interested in forming any kind of uh, relationships with the people they've engaged with. So really, you know, that's the biggest difference, I would say, is, uh, is uh, commitment. So what would you say is the biggest challenges with people within the polyamorous relationship, which we, we talk about it as a triad, correct? Uh, yeah, there's triads, there's quads, you know, the formation, there's no set rules in polyamory, you know, monogamy is very much, we all know monogamy is two people, and that's pretty much the rule, you know, you agree to be with me, I agree to be with you and nobody else. With polyamory, it really depends on everyone involved and how comfortable everyone is and, and how many people there are involved. Um, so, you know, the biggest challenges are everybody, you know, everybody agreeing to all the rules or agreements um, that that are that are in place for that relationship, um, and and the formations can really be anything. It can be three women, it can be three men, it can be one woman, two men. Um, you know, polyamory is very much I like to say uh, you know a feminist movement in that the women are usually the ones that tend to have more lovers uh, than the men. And the women, in my experience, having spoken to so many poly families over the years. They're the ones that tend to uh, want to create this kind of relationship. Um, and, that, you know, I, I'm not quite sure why that is. You know, I have my own theories as to why it is, you know, women being more emotional, being more capable of carrying multiple relationships. Um, but I also do think it has a lot to do with sexuality. Um, but that's you know, kind not, of contrary because, you know, in a, lot of, in a lot of conversations at least, don't people think... Uh, rightly or wrongly, that it's often the women who are more jealous. And I would think jealousy is something that you have to kind of eliminate out of a relationship like this. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. I, I forgot about the big J word. That is that. Big that J the, word. <laughs> yeah, that's the biggest, um, that's the most challenging thing in poly relationships is dealing with jealousy and security um, because, uh, you know, we're not really taught to talk about our jealousy, especially in monogamous relationships. But there's something, you know, being talking about exactly how someone's making you feel less than or, or what have you is considered vulnerable, and, and a lot of people aren't comfortable doing that. And 
And polyamory, that's something you have to talk about. And, you know, the right thing for your partner to do is to hear you and to come to terms with, you know, baby steps. Like, you know, if, if your partner is spending too much time with their secondary and, and, and it's kind of making you jealous, you know, hopefully your partner will say, okay, I'll limit my time until you feel more comfortable Let's set it. Let's set a time. You know, let's set these rules. Like, I won't spend Fridays with her now. I'll spend Fridays with you. Kind of, kind of situation. So, jealousy, yeah, is is the. It's definitely the hardest um, emotion to deal with, and that's one of the reasons why polyamory, you know, is more successful with people who are a little bit older because of the emotional maturity. And what I mean by that is, you know, maturity with your emotions. You know, the younger people tend to be. They don't have as much life experience or as much wisdom or patience or what have you, and so they don't, you know, they, they react, they're more reactive, whereas when you're a little bit older, you're capable of, you know, of, of hopefully managing right, those right. emotions. You're listening um, to Natalie Garcia, creator, producer, and the director of the documentary series Polyamory, Married and Dating, giving us all kinds of pointers on polyamorous relationships. So question for you then is, you know, what would be the biggest challenges that these triads, other than jealousy, are there other things that they have to deal with? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you, it, a lot of them really want to kind of create a community and they want to move in together and they want to, uh, you know, whether it's pay bills together, run a household together, um, maybe even have children together. That's something that I see a lot where maybe like the, the primary couple that brought in a partner, the partner is the one that wants to have a baby with one of them, and that that's that's a really challenging situation. Well, and listen, there's a lot of poly families who've been able to work. I know of a family in Atlanta; they're pretty well known. He he's married with, uh, you know, he has his primary, and she has a baby with her boyfriend. You know, and and they're all one big happy family. So how does that work, for instance, if you have, let's say, a woman who has a child with somebody else, and then there's a third man in it? How does it work when making decisions, for instance, about that child? Or, you know, I, I know that as a parent, I used to have all kinds of arguments with my husband about child rearing. And then when I see now, even in my dating world, sometimes a person that I'm dating might make a comment contrary to something that I believe in. And I kind of now can say, wait a minute, my child. Yeah. How yeah, does that I mean, work within also, it? Do, do they make weird. a two against one kind of decision making? No, I mean, it's very, that's, you know, it's interesting because, you know, that's a very monogamous point of view of looking at it. I'm a monogamous for now. Yeah, and the way they look at it is that we are all the parents. The three of us are parents. It doesn't matter who biologically, you know, had it. Um, that's more for, you know, the state or rights or, or what have you. But they really all, they all agree. They clearly all have the same you know, the same morals, and they clearly all have the same ideas um, in terms of how to live their life. So they're pretty much on the same page about how to raise the child. But I've, I've really seen, it's been pretty incredible. I, I really have seen where they're all on the same page. They, you know, uh, they talk about maybe what school they all, you know, they have meetings about what school the kids should go to and this and that. But, you know, a lot of these children, you also, also have to remember, they grew up, when they grew up in these families, they don't really know what monogamy is. They don't know that, you know, most of the, they eventually will, but they, growing up, they don't really know that most parents, most households don't look like their household. Um, that was the example with one of the families in my show, the San Diego family, the little boy, you know, this is 
to him, this household filled with all these people, that, that was, that's normal to him. And as he gets older, you know, and as he goes to high school eventually, um, he's probably going to learn that, oh, no, my house is only one mom, one dad. And in his house, he's like, I got many moms and many dads. So, um, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. No, so, so really it's, um, you know, how they raise it is how they raise a child is, um, you know, they clearly have uh, – deep conversations about it. It's not like they just decide one day we're going to have a kid, you know. Um, there's another family here that's famous here in um, in California. They they live in the Topanga area. Um, you know, she's been with her partner for, I think, 15 years. He didn't want children, but he knew that she wanted children, and that was one of the reasons that she, had, she got a male lover who has been with them for 10 years now, and she had a baby with a male lover. And he's actually now discovered that he loves, taking care of the child and being like the nanny, but he, he just didn't want to have that burden of being the father. Right. Um, Oh my gosh. It's like this kid. So fascinating. So interesting. I would love to continue this conversation. Uh, Maybe we can do a little bit of an override that people can listen to afterwards. What do you think, Dan? Sure. Uh, let's uh, let's keep the chat going a little bit with Natalia Garcia. She is uh, the director of Polyamory, Married and Dating on Showtime. We'll post this up on SoloInTheCity.tv later 100%. on uh, for News Talk Radio CJ AD 800 listeners. Uh, our Solo in the City dating debate is next with uh, some people who actually partake in this lifestyle. This is Solo in the City on News Talk Radio CJ AD 800. And continuing on right now, we have uh, Natalia Garcia uh, from Polyamory Married and Dating on Showtime. So I I wanted to continue this conversation with you because I do think it's fascinating. And I also wanted to touch on it from a dating uh, point of view because we're talking about people who are already in this relationship. And my curiosity is how does it work? for instance, Natalia, if you have a couple or let's say a triad and somebody meets somebody who is normally from a monogamous background and how do you introduce that people, uh, that person into it and, and, you know, the, the total relationship to somebody who doesn't understand it? Yeah, that's a good question. And that's really challenging actually. And, you know, I just want to say that not all poly uh, families have rules and and regulations and agreements. Some of them, uh, you know, they like to say that they don't, having agreements and it's a free-for-all and that's also um, I think very difficult to to manage but most uh, families they do have you know uh, their own sets of relationship rules and what that means is if anyone meets anyone new they they have to talk about it with the the triad or the existing um, group already so um, in a situation where they meet a monogamous person that's actually kind of frowned upon they don't like Mm -hmm. you to date um, people who are monogamous for many reasons. One, they feel that that person is eventually going to try to take you away from the group, which honestly has happened in the past. Um, and it's really up to the poly person to, uh, you know, it's really up to them whether they want to put themselves uh, through that kind of relationship. It's going to be very hard for the monogamous person, but, you know, there's a, that's a, one of the families in my show actually went through this. And, you know, she started dating a man who was monogamous. He did not want her to sleep or date any other men aside from her husband. He was okay with her husband. Um, he was okay with her sleeping with other women and bringing them into their relationship. 
but he really was not comfortable with her dating other men. And it's so typical. <laughs> hey, what hey. happened with goose? What's good for the goose is good for the gander. I don't know. Yeah, it created. <laughs> it, it did create tension because there was a little bit of hypocrisy to that situation, where it's like, oh, he's okay to have you sleep with, to have you bring women into him, you know, other, uh, so you guys can have some fun in like a threesome or something, but you're not allowed to. I date other men aside from your husband. But that's something that was really, you know, she's an adult. That was a choice that she made. She kind of stood her ground. She was in love with this guy. And also, you know, um, there, you know, for her, because her husband is, is very poly, I'm sure for her there was a feeling of, you know, dating a monog- monogamous guy where she was all of his attention. And there was probably, she was probably missing some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, it did create, friction she was accused of being monogamous and um but she she stood her ground and she and she integrated him into the group and he did come to some of the parties and he did he did do his best to to integrate um but you know but that's that that example is also not a good example because she did end up um divorcing her husband and going and staying with the monogamous guy Oh, there you go. And so, let so me ask you a question based based on a on a situation like that. If you have a triad and somebody meets somebody else, and that person ends up being okay with this type of lifestyle choice, whether you call it, you said actually to me that it's more an orientation than a choice. But let's just say that that fourth person is coming in. Do all the other three members or the other two members have to kind of give their stamp of approval to that fourth person? Yeah, they should. It depends on how much they want that person involved. You know, if you're in a dynamic like the San Diego family where all my lovers are our lovers, where there's an expectation that everybody that comes in is eventually going to get involved with both the husband and the wife, um, then, then that's a different conversation. But there are triads and there are relationships where... You know, only um, it's it's a V. You know, some of them are considered a V. Where uh, let's say you know you're the center and you have you're dating a man and another man. You know, he may bring in a woman, but that woman doesn't sleep with you. So it just depends on you know the interdynamics within the relationship. So if someone's coming in and they're like, yeah, I want to date you, but I don't want to date your partners, that should be okay if that's the kind of uh, structure that they have. So really, really what you're saying is there are no rules, really. I mean, it depends on on the various dynamics of of those individuals, and and any configuration can happen as long as everyone's okay with it. Exactly. It really is, you know, one of those, you know, DIY kind of relationships. (laughs) It's really, really how, how are we comfortable? What do we want to do here? But the biggest, biggest, the main element, though, is the um, the communication, radical honesty. They do have a way they communicate. It's called nonviolent communication, where you, you, you take the time to, you know, you don't attack, you don't insult, you don't get angry. You really work on communicating your feelings and getting, getting heard and getting the other person to hear you. And if, if polyamory has done anything for me, it really has been helped me communicate, help my communication skills every aspect of my life because it's, it's definitely made me aware of trigger words. It's made me aware of uh, sometimes the way I would say things that came off a little accusatory when that wasn't really what I was trying to say. So the way they communicate is really the most important thing. And at the end of the day, it's, it's radical honesty, not brutal honesty, radical honesty, you know? 
Well, Natalie, I want to thank you so much. This was Natalie Garcia, again, the creator. Natalia. Natalia. Natalia, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) That's okay. Sorry, this is uh, Natalia Garcia. Um, She's the creator and producer of the documentary series Polyamory, Married and Dating. It was on Showtime. You can watch it on Crave. I want to thank you so much for enlightening us and sharing everything. And, And to stand on record, though, you are monogamous, right? I yes, I am. I am monogamous, but I also want to don't forget. I want to mention that I am from Montreal. I'm yes, very proud you are. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we we got to get you back in yeah. here and actually into studio um, in the new year with we'll us. Love that. Yeah, that would yeah. be great. Thanks very much, Natalia. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. And, um, bye bye. And our dating uh, our dating debate panel is next on Solo in the City. Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. Welcome back to Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner. I'm co-host Dan Delmar, and it's time for our uh, dating debate brought to you by SoloInTheCity.tv Dating. Just head to Cheryl's website and click on the uh, dating tab to meet new people in Montreal. Cheryl, who is on our roundtable this week? Oh, we have a great roundtable. We have Alora. She is the creator of the Alternate Lifestyle Community Center here in Montreal, as well as Hot Aviator. He's one of the moderators of their poly group. It's a discussion group that happens. And we also have on the line from New York City, Sina John. He is a comedian, producer, actor, and lawyer. And he's the co-host of The Brighter Side of Hardcore, self-help show on Cave Comedy Radio. So joining us all, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So this is a great conversation that we've um, been having. We actually had uh, Natalia Garcia, who created the oh. TV show Polyamory, yeah. Married and Dating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's been really enlightening for myself, actually, getting more and more into this. So I want to start with you, Alora. Okay. Tell us a little bit about why did you create the center in the first place? Um, well, first of all, there are so many different kinds of lifestyle choices out there and, you know, a lot of things that have been considered, say, taboo or not so mainstream are becoming more popular and at least understood a little bit better, um, as choices. And I felt instead of having to hide behind these things all the time, instead of not knowing and sort of failing at something, it'd be good to just talk about it, to have a a support center, a place where people can go. And, uh, the alternative lifestyles community center... Um, it's we deal with a lot of different alternative lifestyles, marginalized communities, and also evolving sexual orientations. So it's not just poly. It's not just it's many, many multifaceted. So it started that way. Um, I wanted the poly group because I felt that a lot of people were choosing poly as a lifestyle choice for lots of different reasons. Um, some of them were just personal. Uh, they kind of this is how they have always evolved as a person. It, it just felt right and made sense. And for other people, it was something that they were exploring and trying to learn more about and understand better. Sina, so, you know, we were talking earlier with Natalia, and she was saying that, in her opinion, this is more of an orientation for most than a choice. That's how do you feel about that? Oh, I think it's definitely a choice, but I think naturally, as what Laura was saying that relationships are on a spectrum, much like sexuality, and we have to be very sensitive and have a lot of empathy when we approach relationships. Monogamy had its roots in survival and procreation, and I think now that we're slowly evolving as, as humans, we're starting to understand that there's different options available mm-hmm. for us if we can approach some of the challenges and problems compassionately and thoughtfully. 
What are some of those challenges? Um, hot, hot aviator. I love your name, hot <laughs> so aviator. Oh, I mean, talk about flying solo and making it hot. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, that's, that's now this good. is like that. solo in the city. We fly solo together. Go for are. it. Well, I mean, I definitely feel that I, I have to agree. Uh, polyamory is something that, uh, for some people, is an identity. For some people, it's more of a choice, and it varies depending on where you are in your life and what you're wanting out of the relationship that you're in. The challenges really depend on the person and whether they naturally gravitate to being poly or whether they're coming more from the viewpoint of it's something that uh, they are choosing. Because for those that tend to be a little more, I think, um, coming from the viewpoint of almost being poly at birth in some ways, of all like a, a sexual identity quite often is fought for in that view, you end up coming in from quite often a view that you don't deal with very much jealousy. That's mm -hmm. for myself personally. Mm -hmm. I really don't have jealousy as a big challenge. Me for neither, poly. actually. I, I, I don't, I'm not a jealous person by nature, so I think that would help a lot of people in exactly. poly relationships. And when you come in from that viewpoint, you don't have the same challenges that a lot of people do when they talk about, well, one of the big challenges combating jealousy. Mm -hmm. And, uh, for me personally, it's when I get jealous, which is a very rare circumstance, mm -hmm. it's more important to look at, okay, well, what is the origin, uh, the original factor? What, what caused me to be jealous? Because jealousy is a result of some other feelings or some other insecurities in either myself or the relationship. Interesting. Um, Allura, because I, I wanted to ask you this, because yes. you were in a poly relationship and now you're in a monogamous one. Yes. And, and you were telling me a little bit about that and saying yes. how right now you're building your foundation so that yes. it's strong, right? Yeah. And that's something that Natalia actually and I talked about, that sometimes you're better off to build that strong foundation before you go outside. Right, and, and I think this is the biggest challenge with polyamory. Uh, how do we define it? How do we define non-monogamy? How do we even define monogamy anymore? And it's, it's, it's an individual thing. And your poly groups or your relationships, just put poly aside, your relationships are depend, depend on negotiation and what's best for you and what works in your partnership. So even when it comes to polyamorous relationships, for myself, um, I've been what I call a tertiary polyamorist. So, Can you explain that one? Yes. So I have a busy life. I'm all over the place all the time. Uh, it doesn't mean I don't have meaningful, um, you know, relationships with intimacy. I have that. But for me, it depends where I am. It depends on how much time I have to share with this person. And I can't, I can't be there for a lot of these people when they need me at the end of the day, you know. And to me, that's part of what a committed relationship is. Right. And that's and sometimes what you get from that other person. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So, Sina, you also, you're from a poly background, and now you're in a monogamous relationship, yes. right? Yes. I was going to say, it's oh, like sorry. you brought all my friends together. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, and, and it's really interesting because you all, you're, you're all at different challenges. Of, yeah. I, I mean, even Hot Aviator, you've got some of the biggest challenges. I mean, as a dating coach, I tell people, you know, be careful of long distance, mm -hmm. be careful of, you know, certain emotions like jealousy. You're in a long distance, Polly. But I want to get back to Sina here. Sina, tell us about you now being in this monogamous relationship. Yeah, it's just like what Alora was saying, that we're trying to build a foundation right now. Yeah. I was in a six-and-a-half-year polyamorous relationship, and we had a lot of challenges. I think we, we tackled jealousy from my partner a lot and uh, through other partners that we had. And that was mainly because we had a lot of insecurities that we had to address. And those are things that are tough. The only way you can address those insecurities or that lack of trust or any sort of uncomfortable feelings that you have are by talking. That's right. And I don't know about you guys, but in America, people don't like to talk about their feelings very often. <laughs> we like, we like our guns, and we like, we like to just like run around 
and we like to just keep moving forward. So a lot of times you have to take a moment in those uncomfortable uh, changes and challenges. You have to take a pause and say, hey, let's talk about this. How does this make you feel? Why are you feeling like this? Let's get to the core of everything. And right now my current relationship, we're having a great time just being obsessed with each other yeah. and finding all these new adventures to have together. And we also have this conversation of, yes, this was in my past, but it's also part of my future. And I want to keep a conversation going about that and see how that develops for both of us. I'm sitting here in studio talking about polyamorous relationship. We have Allura and Hot Aviator, both from the Alternative Lifestyle Community Center, as well as Sina John, comedian and uh, radio host from New York City, talking about their relationships. So, um, Hot Aviator, I, again, I, I'm going to keep saying your name just because I love saying it. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying it. Please in my feel head. free. <laughs> you're, you're liking this over there in New York City, right? I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Okay, so you, now you're in this relationship that started off in California. Uh, well, somewhat. somewhat. I actually met them online. Okay. Um, they were already in California at the time, and it uh, developed from uh, basically our online interactions. And we created our relationship, actually, uh, from our own open communication and negotiation of a little more of an open friendship. And from there, we then found out that it was called polyamory. And we're like, oh, I guess that's not our only thing, but other people do this too. (laughs) Fantastic. So it was very much something that um, it's something we've developed over the years through a lot of communication. And I think it's always important to note poly is something that takes a lot of communication and a lot of open discussion. And I think it's one of the benefits of poly is that quite often encourages that because you don't have those preset roles that we classically look at in heteronormative relationships that you can fall into. I see. And so we're going to have to kind of wrap this up, but I want to get a a final word in from you, Alora. Give us a little bit of background as to what it is that people can benefit from in going to the Alternative Lifestyle Community Center. Oh, as far as the community center goes, um, in terms of poly, just specifically, I think uh, it's a support group. People can go, uh, you can have the workshop beforehand and just learn what is poly and what are the many different ways that we define poly. And you have a workshop about to start, correct? Yes, Poly 101 starts just before the, uh, the poly group and uh, we have a French group and an English group so that helps and then uh, in the group you have support you can hear from people who are just learning about it people who have been doing it for a while and you get to understand how how your own situation relates to that and I think that's really important Polly 101 there you go thanks panel thank you so much Allura and Hot Aviator from the Alternative Lifestyles Community Center guys do you have a website you want to throw out there quickly absolutely it's called thealcc.org and Sina John comedian and actor and producer uh, out in New York City thank you Sina thank you so much And our dating debate was brought to you by Solo in the City's dating app. And if you need advice on dating, don't forget, you can write to me at AskCheryl at SoloInTheCity.tv or come see me Thursday night where we'll be doing our show next week live at Thursdays. And our roving comedian Jess Solomon hits the streets to see what Montrealers have to say about monogamy and some final thoughts from Cheryl as well. This is Solo in the City on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. You're listening to Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. Welcome back to Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner. I'm co-host Dan Delmar. And Cheryl, what is on the Kiss Keep It Simply social calendar this week? Well, first of all, Dan, 
I don't know about you, but Thursdays was my haunt when I was in my 20s and Thursdays. It was the place that you went to chill out, sit on the terrace. And those days, it was eating the crab meat salad and hmm. having a glass of wine, sitting at the bar, eating the olives out of the big bowl. Thursdays is happening again. It's reopened. It's fantastic. I've gone to a few events there. And this Thursday, we're going to be doing our show there. So it's ladies' night on Thursday nights at Thursdays. For anybody who doesn't know, ladies, you get to go to Thursdays. You get to have complimentary cocktails any Thursday of the month from 9 till 10 o'clock. And then you can also go downstairs because they have the bar downstairs. Do you remember that? Do they still have the revolving dance floor down there? No, it doesn't revolve anymore, but they have a revolving disco lights. (laughs) (laughs) Those make me a little dizzy sometimes. But you can go downstairs from 10 till midnight and you also get complimentary drinks. So Thursday nights, Thursdays, ladies, that's where you want to be. This Thursday, again, Dan and I are going to be there. We're going to be recording our show. It's all about spooky first dates. What are your scariest dating mm-hmm. stories? So come on out there. Share some of your stories with us. You can even write to us between now and then at Ask Cheryl. Give us some of your stories so that we can read them on air if you don't want to come on out. And uh, enjoy the time. Good so, food, by the way, too. Leslie Chesterman loved uh, the new Thursday's menu. And I was going to say, I've been there. It's fantastic. Like, And the decor upstairs, and again, you have three different floors happening, three different things. And every night of the week, actually, from Sank Asset, it's packed in there. And it's a really great crowd. It's a business crowd. I would say last week when I was there, it was from 35 really like the majority was 35 to 60s and it was happening I mean it was packed even on the terrace so I definitely suggest that also happening on Thursday night one of your favorite things then speed dating Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Still have yet to try it. I know. You're going to get there one of these days. Know. Dash and date is... Ho- well, this week you don't have to go because you have to be on air with me at Thursdays, there right? So we'll, we'll postpone it. Anyway, um, well, we've got Dash and Date is hosting 27 to 37 for women and men 29 to 39. This is $55 and it's starting at 7.30 p.m. And it's taking place in, at uh, Restaurant Rasoir. Now, Friday night. This is, again, another Solo in the City event. This is Fierce Fridays. So this is for all you ladies. We are inviting you down to the Tripoli studio. This is in TMR. Bring your heels. Because if you can get through a night of dancing in those heels, you can get through anything. So this is really a bunch of women. We're just getting out there, being solo in the city, enjoying each other's company. And Tripoli is giving us the dance class as well as champagne. And strawberries. So mm-hmm. great way to start the weekend. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, you talk a lot, a lot about getting up and getting social, but now uh, now there's more and more solo in the city events, and you're going right. to make people do, do just that, and I'm going to be there next Thursday at Thursdays. Yeah, and, and again, some of them, because I believe in keeping it simply social, some of these events are for ladies only, some of them are for men only, and then we'll do some mixers as well. So we're not only promoting everything else that's going on in the city, we have our own things happening. And last but not least, Montreal at Tab. This is an event that goes on for basically an entire week. It's from the 29th all the way to November 8th. This is foodies. They can sink their teeth into fixed menu meals. They start at $21, $31, and $41. There's around 150 restaurants that are participating, and some of them are even doing brunch. So a lot of great foodie things to do this week. 
Great. And uh, obviously, all this is on the website. This is all on the website. So if you want to see these events and many more, you can go to solointhecity.tv's KISS calendar because it's all about keeping it simply social. And um, we have things that we're going to be doing next week as well, but some of it has to remain a little secretive. All right. Details at solointhecity.tv. Comedian Jess Solomon takes to the streets every week to hear what Montrealers have to say about dating issues. And this week, it was the same as always, but the topic... Monogamy. Hi, I'm Jess Solomon here with Solo in the City on CJAD. Love Beats on the Street. What's your name? Rebecca. Rebecca, so nice to meet you. Thank you for talking to us. You uh, do believe in monogamy? I do. Okay. Yeah. But, and would you, so you wouldn't date somebody who didn't believe in monogamy or wanted to be like in an open polyamorous whatever relationship? No, probably not. Yeah. Um, last question Do you believe in monogamy? Absolutely. Um, I, society wants me to say yes right now. Believing in monogamy, I believe in monogamy in to the degree that for some people it supposedly is, uh, you know, beneficial for them. It's been millions of years that we've like we've been having sex with many, many, many women, or men, or other things, and whatever, yeah. right? And all of a sudden, like the re- religion kicks in a few hundred years ago. Yeah. And uh, and so that's why it's like very challenging to be in a monogamous relationship, and so because it's I, not our, our true biological state. Perhaps, perhaps. So I really just enjoy sex with uh, lots of. You have to spread women. spread that seed. I really enjoy spreading <laughs> seed. It's very important to me. So there you go, Cheryl. Spreading Polyamorous the seed. <laughs> okay, but Final you know thoughts what? on our topic of the night? Well, yeah, because listen to what people were saying. And, and even when they're talking about it, I think there's a lot of misconception. And it's not only about spreading the seed mm-hmm. and, and being monogamous because a lot of these triads, let's say we go with the basic triad, they are monogamous amongst each other. They're not necessarily branching out. Some do, some don't, and that's the boundaries that they set. And and interesting enough, you know, we were talking afterwards um, with some of our guests, and they were talking about the fact that you have to make, you know, your, your boundaries and not, yet not put on restrictions. And that's a very, very bold statement to make because that's true as well within our monogamous heterosexual relationships as well. So these are not just things that you have to do in a polyamorous relationship. You have to decide on those boundaries and what you want to achieve within your relationship between the two of you, even before you go out. That's a great point. I, th- I think uh, all relationships and all people are different, right? So right. it's important to, to customize a relationship, whether it's two people or four. And I also think that there's something else about this whole co- this whole topic today. It's about restricting judgment before you actually know. And I think a lot of people are judging the different ways in which people choose to live their life before they actually understand it. And yeah. And also, you know, it may not work for you, but... It's working for somebody else. Yeah, and I can be judgy too, and it doesn't it doesn't work you for can. me. Me? No. Yeah, it, you. Does, it, it doesn't work for me. But I almost admire people who who can get into that space and who can uh, do it in a healthy way. And if it's between consenting adults and you're happy, then hey, all the best. Good, good for you. Do it. Yeah. Well, great week. Uh, join us next week on Solo in the City. We're here Saturday nights at 10 p.m. on News Talk Radio CJAD 800. Listen to all the episodes at solointhecity.tv, including last week's Love and Politics with Conrad Black, Barbara Kay, and Marlene Jennings, and including Cheryl's interview with Margaret Trudeau, solointhecity.tv. Have a great week, Cheryl. Thank you, Dan, and you as well. And remember to keep it simply social with our coaching, events calendar, and dating site at solointhecity.tv because we all know it's all about the kiss. See you next week.